From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. What do we got? The Mayday we- Tossed in Sauce? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, just splash a little bit on my computer, but we're back from summer Tossed break. Tossed your computer yeah. in sauce, huh, bud? Ah, it's a very hoppy beer. Not bad, though. Not horrible. Eh. It's all right. Eh. Yeah. But... Uh, it's fun to be, it's finally good to be back. We've been out, out for a while on our summer break, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, but we are coming back hot. hot, hot, hot. We are, we've, we got our regular show and, uh, probably releasing tomorrow on Friday is going to be a special, uh, the fantasy goons episode. We're doing our free agency frenzy going over all the free agency moves in the NHL. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I, I have to, I have to say something, Bobby. It's been an extremely good run. We're on episode 74 now, and it's sad that it's got to come to an end in this studio because we're moving yeah. to a new spot. We, uh, next week, we'll be coming from a new studio, Standing Stone Farm Studio number we'll two. We'll still be right outside downtown Nashville, yeah. uh, you know, but, you know, Standing Stone Farms 2. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be what's up. That one's going to be more official, though, and that's when we're going to start bringing you video of uh not that anybody wants to see us to get drunk on camera or maybe <laughs> they do i mean you know probably mostly our employers which you're your own employer state of tennessee probably wants to see me you know <laughs> <laughs> uh today we are covering the evander k and the blackhawk situation just a little bit the college football shakeup and covering the uh seattle Kraken expansion draft Check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. We'll soon start putting some stuff out on Patreon. Um, we've got our Mayday show, August 14th, uh, not too far around. We'll be uh, joined by Justin Bradford and uh, our free agency frenzy show coming out. Uh, <clears throat> but it did feel good putting that SEA next to actual stuff to talk about. We actually have players to talk about for Seattle. Uh, but how are you this week, bud? Pretty good, man. Uh, moving, obviously. So as good as you can be during a move. Uh, we, Stephanie and I are pretty, you know, good preppers. And so we already have boxes packed up. And so we got pretty much all of uh, what we needed done that. Like everything that you, you've come in and see is stuff that couldn't leave yet because our internet doesn't get set up until the 6th on Friday. And so... Uh, you know, I have to be, have internet to work because I work from home. So, Jackson, big shout out to uh, to a friend of the show, Jackson, my brother. He's like, he hit me up on about on Thursday and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a 12 foot trailer this weekend. Uh, if you need some help, uh, yeah, obviously I would need some help. So, as good as I can be while moving. Ch- uh, Chattanooga was fun. Missed you last week, bud. Uh, glad that the the COVID scare." Didn't didn't get you guys, but um, but I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to get in that new studio. 
where there's going to be a lot of pool conging. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that'll be nice. Uh, how about you, man? Good, how you man. Doing? Uh, doing a lot of, uh, we're, you know, with the summer coming in, we're getting a lot of yard work done. I spent uh, that darn grass, right? Uh, Don't you wish you had corn? I hate grass. I hate grass <laughs> with a passion. It's just the, it's worthless. Uh, I'm not getting on that tirade. Uh, but, you know, just plan. I know, because last time you promised uh, that you promised that you were going to, you were going to grow, what was it, like cabbage or yeah. something? Cabbage is hard. <laughs> Either way, uh, just trying to do yard work with a shovel. That's bullshit. But I uh, I'm probably outside for about, I don't know, however long from about 930 to 6 p.m. is uh, got a little tan, uh, more burnt than that. Uh, but yeah, just been going at it and, you know, get, I'm been excited to get back in studio. Yeah, dude. Super, super glad to, to have you here at Standing Stone Farms one for <laughs> the final final run. But it's been a good run yeah. here. Well, let's jump straight into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. The Evander Kane situation, which surprisingly I just had to sum it up for you. Uh, yeah, here a second been, ago. you had no idea the, about it. I've been in the move zone, dude. Yeah, it's been all over social media, all over the headlines in the NHL. It's for those of you that don't know. Uh, there's a lot to it, so you can do your own research, but pretty much his wife put him on blast for gambling on his own games. There's an investigation <laughs> into that. He de- he uh, denied the allegations. He roasted him. But, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, and uh, according to The Athletic, uh, a bunch of Sharks teammates have come forward and said they did, they wanted him to get traded last season, and the Sharks could not find a trade for him. So Didn't he... Uh... And he you took found a, out leave, and he, a, leave he, of he's absence. taken a voluntary leave of absence from the Sharks, which we all wish we could do from the Sharks from time <laughs> yeah. to time. But, yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, listen, even these allegations, uh, knowing his backstory, I think that makes him untouchable unless there is concrete proof that he didn't do it. And even then, having that over your head is going to be not be great for him. Yeah. Even then, even if he is. Even if uh, he is exonerated. From the allegations that are that are at hand, he's shown over the past year, even before these allegations came out, that he's not really touchable. He has a big, huge contract. He doesn't bring anything to your locker room. Clearly, teammates are wanting him he out. He takes away from the locker room. He takes away from the locker room. And yeah, he's a good, good hockey player. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. But locker room chemistry means a whole lot, and I yeah. just don't see that he's touchable, even if he is cl- exonerated from no. this. Uh, the Blackhawks, to release the findings of their sexual assault investigation, uh, originally they were we, were, we did not know if they would release the findings, but they, uh, re- they said today uh, that they will be releasing the findings from this internal investigation and have pl- already pledged to make changes within the system. So I'm looking forward to see what comes out of this. Uh, you know. I've all, like I've always said, when you when somebody investigates themselves, you know, you're not going to get much out of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, we investigated ourselves. We found that there was no wrongdoing. Yeah. OK. <laughs> I mean, I'm a good guy. So, yeah. And it's the Blackhawks. So, yeah. Uh, question <clears throat> answers itself. Right. Yeah. So but, uh, you know, news that we're not going to cover today. There's a boatload of uh, player movement around the league since we've been gone. Too much to cover in this show. So. Uh, look forward to our free agency frenzy show. We're going to cover everything. Uh, but one thing that we should cover is, you know, of all the moves, are there is there a sp- particular player move that you are most surprised about or really like? I, I mean, obviously, to me, 
I'm not a fan of the flower being in Chicago now. I think originally they got him to flip him and then they pulled a, ha we're actually keeping you. Gotcha. Because originally he was thinking of just retiring and not playing for Chicago. Yeah. And then I think it came out that they were going to flip him to another team and they tricked him into signing that contract. Um, There is a whole lot. I mean, Mrazic to, to Toronto is interesting to me. I mean, do they really believe in, in Freddie Anderson? Uh, well, he's not with them anymore. So Mrazic signed with Toronto. Freddie Anderson is with Freddie K- Anderson is with. Okay, no, I was misreading. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Again, so, I've been out of the loop for for weeks. I was weeks like, now. I was like, I pretty sure I copied and pasted it from the site, just to, but in a more yeah, readable. Know, you know, you're, but yeah, so Freddie uh, Anderson's in Carolina now. Uh, that I mean, honestly, I think him in Carolina is going to be. I think that's better. I think that. it's a better fit for him as well. Yeah, uh, I think right, a great a move, goaltender. a great move that I like, and I don't want to get too far into what we're going to talk about, but I, I love Ryan Reeves to the Rangers. I feel like that's a big piece that they needed. Yeah, in my opinion. So, um, who? What about you? I mean, is there anybody in particular that I you, think that obviously I I like Darcy Kemper to the Abs. I I don't. Not because I like it, because I think it's going to be good. I think I like it as an interesting trade. I don't know if, I don't know if he's the guy for a team that's chasing a cup, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's been Colorado's story, right? Is they've just continued to sign all these goalies that may have this opportunity yeah. to help win them a cup. And I just don't, I don't, I don't know about it. I do like the Riddich to Nashville. I did like that too. I also like. As uh, a Nashville fan. Yeah. I like Ryan Suter to Dallas. I think that's a good fit for him. He's making his rounds in the central, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back to Nashville eventually. He's the he's the central's bike. <laughs> Everyone gets a ride, all right? <laughs> yeah, but let's not talk too much because yeah. I mean, I could literally go through there and there's a lot of great moves to a but lot we always of good do that. Teams. Oh, we're not going to talk about that except we're going to talk about this 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 and this in the part of it. Right, and then we're going <laughs> to get three segments down and we're going to go back to it and yeah. talk about it again. So, right, so let's jump straight into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. I love August, man. Mainly oh, just too. for sports. Me too. This dude, is you get it all. August brother. 1st is usually when I start listening to my uh, fantasy football stuff. I start getting back into the uh, rhythm of it. Uh, getting excited for preseason hockey. Oh, that's when the free agency comes along. We just did our dynasty draft, rookie draft. I'm sure, that was fun for y'all because I just got to watch it. <laughs> I had no picks this year. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start off uh, with the shakeup in the SEC. Texas and OU have joined the SEC. Uh, Dude, you know, I'm sorry. When this show releases, we have NFL football back. Yeah. Hall of Fame game. Hall so. of Fame game this Thursday. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm not going to watch the game, but I'm so I'm excited. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, so, it. It means that there is foreshadowing yeah, yeah. the real. Yeah. Most people, people are always excited for a Hall of Fame game. They don't want to watch it. That just means that football started back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Texas and OU joined the SEC. SEC is looking like they are the beginning of the end for the NCAA uh, in the next four or five years. Uh, there was rumors which have since been debunked uh, going all over social media and, and everywhere that Clemson FSU wanted to join the SEC. That has been debunked and was not the case uh, because, I mean, honestly, why would Clemson want to make their path to the playoffs even harder? Now, keeping in mind that Texas and OU will officially join the SEC for the 25-26 season. Oh, I did not so know that. So it's not immediate. I thought it was, so a, I thought it was immediate. There's con- contractual 
that's dumb uh, obligations but i'm you know a lot of people don't like it i love it i first of all the people that don't like it are not sec fans which we already get to watch the best football all the time anyway so adding two more powerhouses to the I don't see how that has anything to do with it. I'm not an SEC fan at all. I love this. Yes, that's because I, I I understand that the SEC is more. Well, that's because football. you're you're a educated sports fan that knows yeah. better teams. Like I'm an, together, I'm an ACC fan. And I love this because first off, let them beat up on each other all all season. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But getting to see uh, Texas play all these teams, getting I mean, and you still get the Red River. Robbery. I mean, it's going to be great. I'm excited for it. Absolutely, you get Texas, Texas, Texas A&M again. Um, I mean, apparently the Texas governor wanted to put forth a bill, um, not letting them join, and it did. It got it got no traction. It, it, yeah, I mean, because it's that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like the Big Twelve is not a part of the Texas government. <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, we buddy. don't like big government here in Texas, but Dagoma, you're well, not joining, and, and, and it's you're battling the opposite. You're you're battling the same side there. It's not even like somebody's gonna get your back on that. It's like, bro, like you're battling all of your allies right yeah. now. Like the SEC is, uh, they care. We we can all agree. More than likely, he was an A and M graduate. <laughs> we can all agree that most people in the southeast care way more about sec football than anything that's going on externally yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but uh the pac-12 and the big 12 uh their commissioners are meeting this week to discuss a merger and or uh and until that merger can happen uh scheduling deals uh so that they can play inner uh, i guess extra conference or outer conference games throughout the season mm-hmm. on a regular basis they're and- gonna need it because yeah. look the pac-12 in the words of Rick Neuheisel on uh, Born in the SEC, the Pac-12 is just late night TV. Okay, yeah. you just happen to be up at yeah. 10 p.m. I wouldn't be surprised if game. by 2026 we are down to one big SEC, whatever the Pac-12 and Big 12 combine, and the ACC and Big 10 uh, combine. SEC versus everyone, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. But they, uh, the SEC is looking at doing a nine-game conference schedule, which is perfect for me. I mean, because like there are certain aspects of the SEC, and I'm sure there will be divisional realignment, but there are certain aspects of the SEC that have to happen. Yeah. Auburn has to play Georgia every year. Tennessee has to play Alabama every year. That you're you have SEC fans that have that want this to happen, and then if you don't have those specific things, and I'm sure there are others that they're going to turn on you immediately. I mean, Georgia and Auburn is the Deep South's oldest rivalry. They've yeah. been playing for tons of, of years. I mean, Alabama, Auburn, or Alabama, uh, Tennessee, third weekend in October. You can count it on, you can count on it. I mean, yeah. there's going to be things that need to happen. Uh, I've heard some different talk about if they bring in two more teams after Texas and Oklahoma, going into three 16 pods, which I, I don't dislike. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different options, but I think there definitely needs to be some realignment uh, that to make it make sense. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, Missouri should not be in the East if you know, I mean, that just throw them in the big 10 or something. Well, no, I'm saying they shouldn't be on the East. Oh, so in the yeah, East. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm saying they they're... shouldn't be in the SEC to begin with Missouri. Uh, I don't do, I mean, we don't remember this really, but 
that's exactly what everybody said about South Carolina and Arkansas. I mean, have you ever remembered a time where South Carolina and Arkansas weren't SEC teams? No, but it's not like I'm not saying because of their town. So, I'm just saying more lo- their location. Yeah, like lo- just, their location is 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 more western. It should be on. They should be in the west. So I mean, there should do definitely be some realignment for. I mean, eventually, when you get, say, I mean, and unless the NCAA is uh, is going to allow more games per season, eventually they might have to have three. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, divisions within the SEC. Well, you play every team in your division, and then you have three. At this point, you have three rotating teams that you play on the other side. Everybody has one team they play every single year. That's on the West versus East, and then they have two other teams or three other teams that rotate, and you play them two years. You play a home yeah. and home. But uh, I'm excited, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. very excited. And I didn't put this on the dock, but uh, the top ranked quarterback uh, prospect in the country is skipping his senior year of high school and is uh, is going to play football at Ohio State. Uh, he came out and said it has to do with the fact that he can pr- profit off his likeness because he's already his likeness is being used everywhere already as the it's number so one. So good. So it's he, so good that this should, now, hap- this people, should and, happen. And of course, Karen's on social media. Like, oh, well, he's skipping his education. He's already finished all of his. He has literally one class left, which is an he elective. has more classes than you person yeah. who's complaining. He's about already that. he has all of his high school credits to graduate. He's taking care of that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he had help from coaches and a bunch of other, you know, people, you know, tutors and stuff. Obviously, obviously, the Clemson F- FSU rumors have been a little bit dispelled. The SEC had, had stated they bring no value to the to the team. They already have ESPN contracts. Yeah. They don't bring any extra money. In. What I rumored wise have heard, and I'm sure you'll be either excited or absolutely not excited. And I think you had mentioned it to me. Notre Dame. I mean, if you could lock down Notre Dame, that is that's a, a, they are one of the biggest money. TV draws in the country. That's the biggest brand. That's the, I mean, they literally yeah. have the, the NBC contract yeah. on their own. They don't even they don't only provide value to, you know, the SEC football schedule. But they provide value money wise. They provide value. I think. I think it's a good two way street to where Notre Dame can get a lot more street cred. Yeah. Um, throughout true college football fans, if you run through a good SEC schedule, there's no question about whether or not Notre Dame deserves to be in in the in the playoff. Yeah, I think. I mean, the only thing is, I don't know how that would mix in with the ESPN uh, contract. And I know the ACC has been reaching. I know the ACC has been trying to lock down Notre Dame for years now. Yeah, but the ACC has never been the SEC. No, yeah. You know, uh, and so, I I mean, branding-wise, they like to be their own, and I understand that. But but there's going to be a point in which they're going to have to conference up. And so why not conference up with the best of the best, in my opinion? Yeah, and so I'm reading this right here. Uh, so in 2020, Notre Dame joined the uh, ACC for a one-year trial run. Um, they finished that season undefeated, playing in the ACC championship game and making the college football playoffs. In fact, because Notre Dame was eligible for a full share of the ACC. That was last year for the COVID season? I think so, yeah. Yeah. The school earned more from its media rights than it norm- than, than it uh, than it would have. Uh, as because an- there were playing bigger team. I mean, not that I'm, not that I'm saying that USC and Stanford aren't big games. USC, honestly, as a Notre not. Dame fan, uh, Notre Dame fans treat USC. That is a massive game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying that that's not a big game, but for the most part, if Andrew Luck's not there, nobody cares about the Stanford game. 
you know, like there, um, the Michigan game is a big game, but you can keep playing those games. You have yeah. a few out of conference games so, that you can play. An ACC athletics director said, you know, Notre Dame is its own animal. We like having, we, we would love to have Notre Dame and we know it helps make us some money, but we don't always like it when they take bull bids and stuff like that. But I don't, but, and that they, they wouldn't be upset if Notre Dame didn't join. Uh, you know, yeah, he I, also said you can't make Notre Dame do anything that they can they can survive on their own as an independent. They're the, the only school that can survive as an independent right now. Yeah, because of because of their their name value. But at some point, especially if the NCAA is out, that's going to end. And so you don't want to get left out in the dark, in my opinion, yeah. as uh, a as a Notre Dame. Yeah, they actually talked to several unnamed SEC athletic directors about Notre Dame. And they said that independent them being independent is central to their identity. And they are already projected for this year to be the fifth richest in the country school and the athletic department. And that, you know, they with uh, how many national championships in the BCS and for sure. college football player. Yeah, I think that, you know, and that's and no. Yeah, I, I, it's a double edged sword kind of thing where, yeah, if you're not looking at cha- national championships, which you should be, it's the only thing that matters. Then Notre Dame is a thriving yeah, as independent. And I don't yeah. disagree. They're making a lot of people a lot of money, and that's no question. But as a football player, at this point, you're not getting the same exposure that you are when you go play for the Big Ten, the ACC, or the SEC. It's just not happening because because Notre Dame fans watch Notre Dame. College football fans don't watch Notre Dame. You know, I mean, we may watch a, I may watch a Notre Dame game when they're playing at USC, but only if there's nothing on else on that have any implications. Yeah. One of the big caveats when uh, multiple people who were talking to ESPN is that because the playoff model, only schools that win their conference are in a bye week, meaning Notre Dame will always have to play one additional postseason game. But on that front, um, it's a win for the Irish, who they spend every year defending themselves against criticism that their pl- path of the playoff is too easy which doesn't include a conference championship, but so they always get to say, well, we, we didn't, we, we never get bye weeks. So, I mean, I don't, I think that that's not like, I, I, I mean, yeah, great. And I guess it's more money because you always get that. You always get that extra money, but that is, that's one reason why you're, it's, it's going to be harder for you know, to win a national championship. If, if, if you never have a bye week. If Notre Dame goes and wins a national championship, that is going to be worth more money than that yeah. one game. And so I, 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 I'm, you're a Notre Dame fan and, or I don't know, playing, Playing at SEC, playing, I mean, even if I guess they would be SEC, what? I don't even know where. If they join, probably hypothetical situation that they join the SEC, I mean, if they join, they would probably just for money's sake, because I I, I truly feel like Notre Dame, they look at it from a monetary standpoint that says, you know what? Yeah, we can make a lot of money from a national championship, but if we just are always in the talk of a national championship and never actually win it, we're making money. So if they're like, if we play Alabama every year and we get smashed 52 nothing, guess what? Notre Dame fans are going to forget that every year. Every year, the every year, the, every year we're always national get, championship. Yeah, every year, year we're always going to be ranked more th- higher than we should be, and it doesn't matter what we do. But and see, the difference is is that you know you get that six o'clock ESPN game or that SEC game of the week. I mean, it's hard to pass by. Yeah, but the problem Notre is Dame. that yeah, they can get that, but most time, most Notre Dame games are NBC primetime. Well, so they, they're already already primetime for most almost all their games throughout the season. Uh, oh, I yeah, I understand because they have their own individual yeah. contract with NBC. But guess what happens a lot in college football is you happen to watch the next game. You're on either a channel 
that is going on to the game that yeah. you're going to watch, or you happen to watch the next game that's yeah. on the channel that you were already watching. Or if they are able to work out, I mean, because, yeah, people are saying, oh, well, they can't do NBC and ESPN. Money talks. And I'm sure the SEC, it, again, in this hypothetical situation, could say, you know what? It's, it's Saturday. It's Saturday primetime. Maybe at 5 o'clock, we do uh, Texas, Oklahoma. And at 6.30, Alabama, Notre Dame over on NBC. People are switching back and forth. I mean, your well, people. SEC gonna, has contracts well what i'm saying is in this hypothetical so they would figure they their lawyers would figure out say hey whenever a team plays notre dame once per we know different your difference is going to be espn won't want that yeah yeah it's going to be the uh, sec wouldn't care if you're getting paid they wouldn't care but they're just but espn contractually wouldn't let nbc get the biggest game of the year so then for them to join SEC then that they have to drop NBC then if they probably yeah. so which I I don't see Notre Dame doing or NBC letting them I mean they have like a ridiculous contract it's like isn't yeah. it like it's like a thirty year, it's like some insane contract for Notre Dame and NBC I'm sure there's some sort of buyout yeah. that if if the like you said it's probably not going to happen but if the money talks and if you start getting left out of left out of college football playoffs because you're not playing the same schedule as the Texas, the Oklahoma's, the Alabama's, the Auburn's, the, you know, Florida's. Then that's where, I mean, I guess it's not going to change for Notre Dame because people are going to watch Notre Dame no matter what. So it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I'm reading this uh, Notre Dame, even outside the U S where, when they look at U.S. viewership versus non-U.S. viewership for SEC and stuff like that, it's a massive drop-off, as you'd expect. The same is not said for Notre Dame. Well, it's People, because they've they've cornered they've cornered a Catholic market. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like so. Yeah, I mean, well, I, think about all the stuff. Like, if they join the SEC, Catholics versus Protestants every weekend. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The Catholics versus the convicts. Bring <laughs> it up. Yeah. They're playing Florida this weekend. Heck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should probably stop talking college football. This is your fault. You yeah. put it on the dock. Let's move into our main topic. We've got our see. We're looking at the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. All right, so uh, we've got their expansion draft, and a lot of these, honestly, I I don't think they did a good. Uh, this was not a good job by them. But again, we'll see what happens. Uh, Jeremy Loison from Boston. Uh, old Billy Borgen from Buffalo. I'm sure it's Borgen, but Billy Borgen sounds a lot better. Yeah, it's yeah. way better. Uh, Dennis Cholowski from Detroit, Chris Dreiger uh, from Florida, Hale Flurry uh, from the Habs, Joey Decord from Sens, Yanni Gord from the Lightning, Jared McCann from the Leafs. Uh, the Metro, Morgan Geeky, Carolina, Gavin Bayreuther. I really picked these, <laughs> which ones we read, and I really regret mine. Uh, Columbus, uh, Nathan Bastion, Bastion, Bastion. Uh, Devils, Jordan Eberle, Islanders, Colin Blackwell, Rangers, Carson Twarnski, Flyers, Brandon. Tan- you think that's right? No, I said that's a name. Yeah, that's a, that's a name. Uh, Brandon Tanev, uh, Penguins, Vitek Vanek, Capitals, Vanacek. Vanacek. I have really messed <laughs> that up. And then it's you for Central. We've got Tyler Pitlick from the Yotes, uh, John Quinville from the Blackhawks, Junis Donskoy, which I I'm a I'm a I do like Donskoy. Junis, uh, Junis, uh, Jamie Oleksiak from the Stars, Car- uh, Carson Saucy from the Wild. Uh, that's a, that's a dope name. Yeah. Uh, Callie Yonkrock from the Preds, uh, Vince Dunn from the Blues, Mason Appleton from the Jets. 
uh, Pacific Division, Hayden Fleury from the Ducks, Mark Giordano from the Flames, Adam Larson uh, from the Oilers, Curtis McDermott from the Kings, Ale- Alexander True from the Sharks, and Cole Lind from the uh, Canucks. Yeah, uh, just just from eyeballing it, not a fan of draft. Well, like, you wanna you wanna know what happened here, and you may have read into it a little more. And correct me if I'm wrong. But not only did the the GMs learn from what happened last time, everybody protected their big contracts. And so the problem was, was that they had to leave a lot of these cheaper contracts available. And so the cheaper contracts that guys are getting underpaid were taken. Wild Bill Carlson, you know, different instances like that. But they, the GMs realized, oh, I can leave my big contracts open and Seattle can only take so much of that from every team because of the cap. Yeah. And so that, that is really what happened is Everything that we had the problem with, with the last expansion draft from Vegas, the GMs learned from and didn't leave those available players that were getting underpaid available. They left their big $8 million contracts to Shane and Johansson available. Yeah. Not that he was getting $8 million. Say again. I really wanted them to take one of them. Yeah, I mean, it would have helped our cap. It would have it would have taken from their cap, and so that was the big problem. Was is that we all looked at it as we don't get to protect as many players, so protect your big guys so they don't get taken. When a lot of teams didn't do that this time yeah. around. Um, now they did pick up Philip Grubauer. Uh, honestly, one of one, I think truly one of the elite goalies. Now the NHL has rejected that. Uh, that move because they top loaded his uh his cat his uh contract and it didn't follow the rules so i'm assuming they're just going to rework the contract Vitek Vanacek is actually back at Washington they took them took him from Washington then traded him back to Washington for a couple picks so uh but we're going to cover that uh they also they were able to get Vince Dunn they were able to get um i'm trying to see who we didn't talk about uh Eberly Jerry was McKinn a, was a great was a great was a these are and so great. they were able to get a couple guys after the expansion job but yeah i think Eberly is a great uh, I mean, wasn't Yarncroke was a great grab yeah. for them. I mean, grabbing the Flames captain is pretty dope. Yeah, I, I think that they needed something, someone like that for sure. I think that this is more conducive to what you need to do as an expansion yeah, draft and, because you have to build a fan base. Yeah. When Vegas becomes bad in a few years, and all teams do, yeah. all teams turn bad at some point in there, are their fans going to stick around? And be okay with it, yeah. you know, because I mean, the Predators have built a loyal fan base because for 10 years we were not good, you know, and so you were a Predators fan because they were in your town and you yeah. were their fan. But I mean, I, th- I don't think Vegas will have an issue with it because it's so much of their fan base is, pe- is people coming in and out. Um, but honestly, sure, you're you're playing a risky game by, and it's it's just a fact of of being a sports team. The, we almost lost the Preds when the Preds are really bad. They almost left Nashville. 
So you play that risk, but that's, obviously that's, that's the a risk of, with Vegas. Yeah, that, I don't think I don't think they will leave. I I think Vegas is a very unique animal. When money comes, talks, though. I think that there's enough money in Vegas that even if they're bad, I think that they can look at past stuff and say, you know I, what, we're gonna get better. We have the money to. I I disagree with that for this exa- for this one point for a team like the Raiders that are now in Las Vegas with eight games throughout the season you can get away with it but 41 games is a lot of games per year to be bad well what i'm saying is because of the atmosphere in vegas you're gonna you're gonna fill seats it's just i mean they they're gonna there are people coming in and out of vegas so often (laughs) yeah but my my argument with that is is that you're in vegas the product is bad your team's not playing why would I go to a bad hockey game when I can do all these I other things? I think so many of the Vegas. people that go to these games aren't actually hockey fans. They're there for the atmosphere because they sure, have set up a great because the atmosphere atmosphere is good because they're winning. I, honestly, again, we don't know because we haven't seen them sure, bad. Sure, I just seen how the the show they put on. Honestly, I the show they put on because they're winning I and think, they're getting I, the money. I think that they. I mean, I disagree with. And again, we'll see. But I think that even now, obviously, if they get really bad, if they're bad, bad, that's then, what I'm saying. But every hockey yeah. team has to experience well, that being I, bad, I, bad. I, I think I think a lot of teams are bad, bad. But I think we do see some like. Look at Pittsburgh. Right now is when Pitts- Pittsburgh was supposed to be bad this, these last couple of years. Yeah, but because the of- difference in Pittsburgh is they, had, they, they have Sidney Crosby. Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. It doesn't matter how bad they are. To be able to say you went and saw those two players play is a lifetime yeah. Yeah. level of experience. Whereas, ain't nobody saying that about Max yeah. Pacioretty. Now, now, let me tell you, I think them getting rid of Flurry, who was a fan favorite and... Flurry himself, I truly believe, and that was bringing people to the game. Getting rid of him, I think, was a huge mistake, whether they had to do it or not. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things I truly don't know. I, I think that they'll be fine. I, I don't think they're going to leave Vegas if they get really bad. I think I don't, they're, they're, they're going to make I'm it through. That's that possibility. Yeah, I think they're going to weather the storm. Um, but every team, I mean, unless you are Montreal or Toronto, even like if Toronto were to be bad, bad like Detroit or it was for the three or four years, they're not moving to Toronto. No, they're not getting rid. Toronto's yeah. not getting rid of them. Um, whereas you know, the Preds almost won. Won that we're the, almost halfway out the door at one. The point. different. The difference is it's not the city that chooses. It's the guys that are only care about making yeah. money that are choosing, and so that's that's more of my point. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that. I, I just think that you build a more loyal fan base, which is more necessary in Seattle. I'm not disagreeing with your with a lot of your points that you're talking about with Vegas. I agree with that. It is a city that has been wanting pro sports for a long time, but there was a reason why there Nothing wasn't there. pro sports there for a long time, right? Yeah, do you Do you think that? Do you think they can truly build a loyal fan base in Vegas to what they, what every other no. team could? And no, and yeah. that's my point is I don't think that they can build that loyal fan base. Where I think like thirty, I think like thirty-two percent of every game is out of town. That's what I'm saying. Why am I? Why? Are, I mean, we'll go because we're huge hockey fans. But if we weren't big hockey fans and sports fans in general we're not a good example across the board because we'll go to any yeah. sport for any you reason give me a, a water polo but tickets that, when i get into town I'll but go. that person but that person 
that isn't a sports fan that is going to a Vegas game for the show, are they going to go to the Vegas Predators game? I think. Or are they going to go to the Britney Spears concert that's being hosted? I think what is very different about Vegas is that you've got you've got hundreds, if not man, if not, I don't know how many uh, T-Mobile Arena sits, but I believe it's like five thousand seats are reserved for hotels, and the hotel pays for the tickets and then they comp yeah. them out to people but will they keep will they keep their contract if it's no value to the people <sighs> coming in I, honestly i i think they will knowing vegas having been to vegas so many times knowing the kind of garbage shit they give me <laughs> they give carrot top stuff out Are you telling me to i truly believe that a bad vegas carrot game top is, is better than always, carrot top yes well again we are not <laughs> good judges of that but carrot top is always carrot top you were assigned you're going to a hotel that's giving you carrot top tickets. You know what carrot top is when you go in. Whereas carrot top was you the may Detroit not be a sport, you, may, <laughs> you may not be a sports fan and free tickets to a fun event where, you know, you get to cheer on the golden Knights and they're going to win is different than knowing exactly what you're yeah. going to in the show that you're going to. And so I'm not disagreeing with you, but like you said, 30% of the people that are in the stands are there in Vegas. People are there to gamble and have fun. And so if it's not fun, then why am I here is, is what I think a lot of folks will say. If I think, Vegas I is think bad. what would help them keep, keep from leaving is that so many of the fans are uh, other are the opposing team fans and because they the team at the end of the day sure. they don't give a damn they're spending their money on the concessions on the tickets no so the, question so no I, question I think about having that. such a large amount of but away after, fans there. after 10 or 15 years yeah you've already been to a vegas game what's the draw that, of going i'll be honest to the that vegas is my game. fear for all vegas sports is after 10 like where we are in 15 10 years or 15 years there's in been 15 a reason. years when when the raiders are still in vegas and they're bad because they're the raiders I mean, it's, it's, but that is where the special, that's where football has the advantage where there's only eight games a year and your team yeah. may not play there. Do we know if the Raiders say, is that going to be an inside or outdoor? It's got to be inside. Probably right? a dumb. Because if, if it's outside, that's going to, nobody's going to want to sit through that in the middle of summer. Yeah. And the, in the desert heat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a dome, which honestly, I don't, I don't like that all new arenas are domes. I wish that they would. You know, I wish they would do more like the what Seattle does, where it can almost fully open up if they want to. Yeah. Or what is it? Uh, Dallas, Minnesota has a retractable. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think they all need to be attractable, ret- attractable. They yes. Your you new buy- stadium needs to be attractable <laughs> yeah. to me. But I also don't like the fact like Domed, I, yeah. I, I hate the fact that we will almost we will probably never again see a Super Bowl in the snow. To me, that the, the weather is a part of football. And. Yeah, I I think that if like to me, if you if we were to get like I don't know Buffalo versus uh, I don't know Green Bay, I don't know if they're in the same division or not, like a conference, I can't remember. But if I see those two teams, I want to see that game in in January in the snow. Like, it, it is more logistics of it. I mean, because remember a couple years ago when it was in New York and then snowstorm happened and we didn't get half of what we got from general. And I agree. I would. I mean, yeah. I don't care about all the media week and all that yeah. stuff. I care about the game. And I guess we sometimes get that in conference finals and stuff, especially with the yeah. Bills now being better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Super Bowl is such a big game that I don't want weather to play a factor into it. You know, and, and so, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here. I mean, rich people are rich and understand things. If 
being in Vegas, you were able to make money long, long term. Then why weren't why wasn't anybody in Vegas? To be fair though, light things have drastically changed. I mean, sure, just with technology, technology, social media. I, I mean, agree yeah. with that one hundred percent. I mean, if the NFL starts, I mean, if the, if this if professional sports allows a uh, a bookie inside, mm-hmm. I mean, that's gonna Vegas will never. If they which allow is that, why Vegas I'm will not, never leave. Which is why you know I'm normally staunchly on my side of things because I believe what I believe. But I don't, I'm not, I'm not hardcore arguing with you that you're wrong. It's more of just my thought process. Yeah. You could absolutely And I'm on the same, right. I'm not a hundred percent like, oh, they're never leaving. Cause I mean, now that I think I'm like, well, I don't think yeah. they'll ever leave either, but I'm just saying, can they get through being bad? Yeah. And that's the biggest Hopefully key we see for sports from Vegas. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and I think we will because they're not adding a whole lot of pieces each year. Just enough to yeah. stay relevant, and they have a good team there. So we'll It'll see. It'll be interesting how Seattle does. How do you? What do you think the uh, end of this? Do you think that Seattle will make the playoffs? Just miss the playoffs, or no, be far out of? They're going to miss. They're going to be far out of the playoffs. In my opinion, this is exactly what we thought about Vegas yeah. last year, and and like a lot of a lot of people year, are like, oh, this is ago. not their their roster stuck compared to Vegas roster. It's like. To be honest, though, whenever when Vegas was done with their expansion shop, everyone was like, "Oh, they got a bunch of nobodies." It's like uh, people they still I think, had some pieces. Yeah, they I mean, had some pieces. Be okay. Well, I'm not to saying be fair, that they when won't I, be. I remember, and I was I originally looked this up uh, be, before we were supposed to record last week, but then uh, we had a COVID scare. That it was like, not, I think like ninety. I think it's like eighty percent of Vegas's current roster was not from the expansion draft. They made the moves months after that because team because players wanted to go there. Yeah, though. I think I think players will want to go to Seattle. I don't. I don't necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying they won't, but I'm saying if 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 Seattle's bad, why would you want to go there? You know, I mean, and it's all about the money. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I don't. I think they'll be. uh, We said this with Vegas. They'll be far off from the playoffs. And I could be absolutely wrong and I'll eat my words because I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to saying I said that about Vegas. So we'll see. We'll see where they're at. All right. Let's jump into joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. Yeah. I don't like that. Wild. I think that, I think the first read was a good one. Now now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister. And downright dumb. Kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. Before we get into the joke of the week, I do want to say that the Vegas roster is not nearly as good as either one of our rosters. (laughs) So. The Seattle roster? Yeah. We need to do that. We got to do that soon. Yeah, we will. We got to do that soon. Uh, But all right. Three injured after iceberg wall collapses at Titanic Museum <laughs> attraction. This is from here in Pigeon Forge. Are they Forge. like deadly injured or are they just like a little injured? Because uh, I don't want to laugh too hard. The extent hard. of their injuries is unknown at this time and all three were taken to the hospital. Not going to laugh too hard. Uh, this oh. is from, it happened in Pigeon, I didn't know there was a Titanic thing in Pigeon Forge, which seems like a weird place yeah. to put the Titanic exhibit. But Yeah, I mean, you know, there's lots of stuff at Pigeon Forge. Ripley's, believe it or not, like... Uh, let's we're see. in Tennessee. I believe anything, buddy. <laughs> uh, so after talking with the owners, needless to say, we never would have expected an incident like this to occur. As the safety of our guests and team members are always on top of my mind, you never thought an iceberg would hurt somebody at the Titanic? I mean, it seems like the common sense that that would happen. It seems like they should have been on the lookout for icebergs. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what are you doing? Like, we, did we not go through this before? They were telling you, 
this is an unsinkable ship. And then boom, sinks. Yeah. I mean, killed Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. You didn't see this coming? Like, <laughs> what? It was this funny thing. It was like, if the Titanic happened today and people are like, I didn't see an iceberg, therefore, I think it's fake news. The, sa- the boat's not going down. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm not dying. I'm not dying today. Nobody I know has am died I yet. In the, am I in the freezing water? Yes. Do I think that this was organized by the media to make me feel like I'm freezing and I'm really in my room, but it looks like there's a bunch of water around me? Also, yes, I believe I that. I do wish that they had released some sort of video of an iceberg hitting. Yeah. What, like, why are you standing so close to the iceberg? Yeah. Like, did it fall like 15 feet out? Like, why are you letting people like, walk like up to, to the fake iceberg? Actually, I like to think it was actually just sitting in the middle of the walkway and people just ran into it. Or like they tried to turn at the last second, just like, oh, my arm. They're like <laughs> talking to their buddy. And then, you know, like then they look and they're like, no. Uh, <laughs> but all right, we do. Uh, we are finally back onto the summer of Bond. It's been a while. Uh, <sighs> we, we were talking about of Her Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby. It was not good. Yeah, it wasn't horrendous. But yeah, I agree with that. Not good. Okay. It was, yeah, yeah. It. Mm. <sighs> I will say that I thought I would watch this and miss Sean Connery a lot, and it's not that I miss Sean Connery in no. this. I think that, and honestly, George Lazenby wasn't the he worst. He wasn't bad. No, no. I mean, for what they gave him, he he's not the best Bond. I think he is. He's not a spy still, which is a, the problem that both of us went into with the Sean Connery He seemed Connery like more movies. of a spy than Sean Connery. He was actually like Agreed. going undercover and like kept his cover for a good bit. Agreed. I mean, he messed up a pretty important thing. Like, I mean, I feel like if you're a spy at that level, you should get your facts right. Absolutely. You should know who's yeah. who you're taking and over. I, I don't think he actually had a book with coats of arms. I think that was he was just you saying he had a book. Multiple girls like, can I see the book? And he's like, oh, well, the one thing I probably should have prepped. I didn't do. Uh, I think he did. I think I saw it before he went in. I mean, you know, it was just. I'm very confused on the plot. What what exactly were the. I know we get from A to B. He brainwashed those women. The bad guy. Yeah. They he gave them something to use. How was that going to kill crops? Oh, okay. I was wondering how it was going to kill the tank, the world economy. So because that, of the crops, it was going to kill the crops. It was going to create a famine. I may be wrong. I've just loosely. Maybe. But I, no, that was why it was like, you can't use the ionizer or whatever. There was a lot less sexual assault, though, which yeah. I was pleased with. Uh, Still he, flapped a bunch of women. Dude, there was a lot more abuse of women. Very confused on the opening scene of him going onto the beach. I'm assuming he didn't know that woman. He it, did end up yeah, marrying but her. From what I saw, it was she was she committing suicide? Is that what he stopped her from doing? I'm very confused. I think, I think she that was just somebody was the, trying to kill her. Okay, I guess they didn't yeah. tell us that. So. Well, he fought. He had the whole fight scene yeah, on the yeah, beach. No, I'm talking about up to when he parked, watched her, ran out and got just, her. I think he was just getting in the beach. She was just getting in the water. And, and he's, he's like, oh, wait, we won't have that. And then no, he's, he's, seen, he's spied out that there are people trying I guess to I, I guess I looked down and didn't see that. But then, yeah, but then, I mean, that's but, pretty well, what threw me off is that he's, the course. he's taken out of the water and she's just like plain dead. Like she's like dead weight. And I was like, was she trying to commit suicide? And he was just like, no, maybe so. Though. I mean, you know, she was like, I do not want to be in this James Bond movie. It was very weird. Yeah. A whole lot of it. It didn't flow well. Uh, I mean, you know, that forced. was one thing, right? That was the one thing that we could, we, I, you can't say about any of the Sean Connery versions is 
while some of it didn't make any sense and it seemed really stupid, at least it flowed together well and we got why it was yeah. happening. Also, know? there are uh, there's a lot of there's a one big trend in these movies and that so many master villains just give James Bond a room like like well, that's so weird. I think only one is he actually had to be in an actual prison and that was the one like the last one I think yeah, he was in. That was the Every, uh, all, Goldfinger. All the other ones are and because I think Goldfinger so far is the smartest villain. Yes. But like all the other ones, like no, here, none of them are smart. You know, this well, is an international relative to relative the other villain. But none of them are smart. Like you have one of the most renowned international spies that have gotten away from almost everybody that they've come in contact with. Why are you not gunning them down? Yeah, like immediately. I just don't get that. Like, just kill him. Just kill him. They're not gonna know either. They're gonna yeah. know or they're not. It doesn't matter because like you're a you're a super evil villain. Yeah. So when he got put into the car and the knife put up against him, was he being taken to the Spanish guy? Was that right? I, I don't understand how the Spanish guy went from being an an adversary to an ally just because he wanted to bang the Spanish guy's daughter. Was that it? He was like, oh, I'm not gonna. I mean, you're talking about the guy whose daughter he married yeah. eventually. Uh, I he think, started out as a, I think that uh, it was just he wasn't going to go with him willingly. They just had mutual, well, right, they had well, mutual enemy. He wasn't the Sp- he was the Spanish guy didn't take him there. He brought the his the peoples brought him to the Spanish guy. Yeah, and then they, you know, he was like, "I'll give you a million dollars to marry my daughter," type of stuff. Because I think he was also into some shady business. Yeah, he, he was definitely, but he wasn't like so bad that James Bond had to get involved. He was like, "Yeah, right." But and he was like, but uh, but I think he like snug and that's how he found out about the Swedish guy, whatever. Yeah. Well, because like, remember, he was going to get information about the dude that he wanted to get information about and a million dollars if he married the daughter. And then there was that scene at that that one horse track or whatever, where the daughter was like, no, just give him the information for free. The bullfighting. That's what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just it just didn't flow well. Yeah. and. I loved how he used, and you mentioned this as well, because I was going to mention it, how he used the same line when he was playing a gay man that was up there to, you know, do some studies or whatever in the mountains. He's like, well, both of them are like, I thought you didn't go for girl. And he's like, well, I normally I don't, but, uh, but you are just like, unlike any other girl that I've ever encountered. Are you saying she's manlike? <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. very confused. I'm very confused about that. But I mean, you know, got to go to pound town with two hottie. At least he, you know, at least they were willing to do it. He yeah. didn't have to trick her into it, uh, which was which was refreshing from the James Bond movies. So he's definitely got to get tested when he gets back, though, for sure. No doubt. Or maybe he doesn't. He doesn't care. That's a it's actually a weapon. It's a secret care. weapon that he uses. He's like, he's like, look, you're about to get gonorrhea, read up. Girl, <laughs> what's up? Hey, this is 1969. It's AIDS now. I also love how, you know, every every different movie, they have to involve some extreme sport in it as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it was like the Olympics. And or the X Games paired up yeah. with James Bond movies. So they showed up in the town. And he had the Olympic rings on. What an insane city this was for Christmas. There was uh, uh, curling. There was figure skating. There was racing. A race car. A race. A race. There was, there was a there, race. There was um, luge or whatever it's called. Luge. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and I'm just like, and first off, Lujin, we've noticed in the Olympics, is an incredibly hard and requires pinpoint concentration. They, they, sit fought, and on on it. It. they <laughs> fought on it. There was at one Not point no crash. where they were both on the same luge yeah. having a fist fight. We see Olympic athletes crash their luges all the time, and these guys are just like sitting there cool. fighting on it. I mean, clearly these people had never seen cool runnings, yeah. okay? Where, you know, these Jamaican bobsledders get knocked off the luge and have to do the walk of shame and everybody, you know, claps for them. But no, apparently cool runnings should have allowed for more, James more Bond to happen, you know, to come, come join our, our team because you can literally have a, a whole scale fight on a luge going down this, this mountain. No problem. Uninhibited. Yeah. I was, uh, they're getting a little more brazen. Not as brazen as the dragon, but uh, <laughs> but brazen nonetheless. Well, I did find it hilarious the scene with the guy falling off the cliff. You can tell it's like something on a string going down. Cause it's like he just stays the same. Yeah, and it's but the longest fall I've ever seen in a movie. That, I was just, about to I was say like, this is going. That on. was like thirteen minutes of the movie <laughs> of this dude falling. Like it just seems like you could have just panned to him falling real quick. You know, breaking his legs or whatever. You don't yeah. even have to do anything. But no, we're going to show you the entire special effects section. And the guy going into the snow chipper. Yeah, uh, that was that caught me off guard. He was, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, oh, what, what was his line afterward? I, I, I guys got a lot of guts <laughs> <laughs> and like they're jumping over the cliff and getting sprayed with bloody snow. Yeah. And well, and see, like it was no they, everybody was going the same speed and James Bond and the, the girl jump over that area with no problem. They were no closer to this, you know, w- uh, the snow, the snow plow than anybody else was. But this guy just doesn't yeah. have enough athletic ability and speed. Like you got the skis. Like, you know how to ski, man. Yeah. Like you're a henchman. Do you think okay? these henchmen like had to learn how to ski just for this job? Or do they just all know how to, cause here's the thing. When they start going down, I feel like it'd be faster to go straight line. They're doing the the little what the bumps like yeah, going back yeah. and forth like oh gotta look cool I'm doing this slaloming Slal- yeah they're slaloming yeah. down when they should just be going straight down. I mean it, it it really it really boils down to what kind of organization Spectre is. Do they do their recruiting where they're from and then take their henchmen with them, or do they recruit locally? Because if they recruit locally, you would have to imagine these guys are skiers. But again, one could not jump the two foot gap. So yeah. you have to think that this guy is not a local. He was just in the henchman union and got brought along. He got a job and he went. He's like, dang, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I do, I've only skied like twice and I only went down the bunny slopes. Yeah. Also, wouldn't it have been faster for them to be like, hey, he's skiing down. Let's just get in the, 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 the tram, meet him down there. Because it took him forever to get down there on, on skis. It absolutely did. They didn't have snowmobiles either. That's that's number one question right there. I think you can't. I think that one at least does make sense because of the avalanche situation. You can cause an avalanche with the loud noises type of deal. But I just don't understand. Do you not have a sniper rifle? Do you not? Did you of all the henchmen that you've acquired? You don't have somebody that can take a shot at 200 yards. I mean, well, they use assault rifles and like they were just missing blind, like which is insane. Yeah. Also, James Bond, a trained spy missed a lot with the sniper right yeah also i mean the uh, what was the, the what was the guy's plan for climbing the mountain what did he think he was going to do when he got up there like i'm very 
confused on the whole situation. He was like, I'm going to climb this mountain. And when I get there, I'm going to, I was going to foil the entire plan. Yeah. I'm, there's a lot of confusing aspects to this. So we should move on. We should. What do we have up next? Do you know? So we have diamonds are forever live and let die. And then drinking game is the man with the golden gun. All right, let's move into this or that time to cast your vote, vote your cast, choose your pick, pick your choice, make a decision and take a side for this or that. Don't feel like this is going to be very long. I think this is a very easy question. Yeah, I think it's very easy for me as well. All right. Would you rather survive as Tom Hanks in Castaway or Robin Williams character in Jumanji? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, 100%. Yeah. Robin Williams is being constantly chased and attacked. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tom Hanks had a buddy with him. Yeah. Is the thing. Wilson. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could probably, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a reason why I would go with Robin no. Williams as, as No, Jumanji. and you don't even like Robin yeah. Williams as a person. I would annoy myself. Honestly, I may choose the Robin Williams character if Tom Hanks played him and Robin Williams played Tom Hanks Ooh, in Castaway. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, Tom Hanks seems like he would be a fun guy. Yeah, Robin Williams would have lost his mind even more if he was in Castaway, and he probably would have just, uh, I mean, I don't even know what would happen because he's not of the right mind to be on a uh, on a deserted island. Yeah, I think it's easy. Tom Hanks, no question. All right, let's move into what are you binging? It's been a while since you're back. I finished up campaign two of Critical Role with the Mighty Nine. So I went back and started campaign one with Vox Machina. Okay. It's very funny. You can tell it. You know, it's probably about four or five years old, but it's a it's it's real. It's a real fun watch on YouTube. Uh, I believe there's about uh, probably about 104 episodes, each one about four hours long. I think I'm on episode 84 now. Um, wow, yeah. that's a whole lot, man. You know, I, I, I listen to it. I like listen sure, to audio. Sure, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying that's still a whole lot. Yeah. But I usually fall asleep to it, and it's it, 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 honestly it takes up a lot of time because I, I like shows that I can watch for a long time. I mean, Mighty Nine took me almost a year to start to finish fully. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, but it's it's very Super fun cool. if you're a fan of D and D. It's always good to watch that. That's like the premier D and D show. Um, yeah, yeah. I've heard many things from yeah. you and you know other folks. I you know I finished Band, Band of Brothers, which I talked about. But I have watched the Pacific and I told you that like, you know, I was probably going to be much more interested in Band of Brothers, but was definitely going to watch the Pacific. I've gained a whole new and different respect for the Pacific theater. That as far as a show goes, it's a lot different than Band of Brothers, but I think that was the point. Oh, yeah. That I mean, the, the Band of Brothers. No, those dudes got weekend passes to go to England and Paris and stuff. You know, like, dude, the Pacific was a hell. Hell. Yeah, yeah it was absolute hell for, for these guys. And, and one of the biggest things was that, like, because, you know, it was the Marine Corps that was the Pacific. They got, they, a lot of those guys were using World War One weapons still. Marines yeah. got hand-me-downs and weapons that sometimes didn't even work. It is, it is absolutely amazing to me what they went through and the absolute carnage that, that they were able to cause with, like you said, hand-me-down weapons, old weapons. I, I, you know, you felt after the, after watching band of brothers, there were aspects of it that were heartbreaking and 
you know, don't get, don't hear what I'm not saying and thinking that, oh, those guys in the, the, the European theater had it easy. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to, I don't, that was hell as well. But at least you felt better at the end of it. You know, I mean, it, it was just watching the last episode of the Pacific. It didn't even make you glad that it was over you know it's like that war is still happening for those guys you know they got regular in the european theater they got regular food and they got regular i mean there were times that they were going without water and going without real food and having worms and maggots and stuff in their in their rice and it it was it never made me feel good but it made me appreciate you know all that those hat guys had to go through. It was, it was rough to watch. And then I immediately rewatched it because I was, <laughs> I'm sure there was, I'm rewatching it now because I, I'm sure there was so much that I missed. And like, I think that, that it's been, it was it, it, through my whole life as a big history buff, it's been undersold yeah. of <clears throat> what you actually, what these guys actually went through. So I, I've been loving it. Uh, Masters of Air is coming out uh, about the Air Force, which is a similar series. I think Tom Hanks is involved in that as nice. well. And so I'm really excited about that. I mean, in my opinion, the last true, well-deserved war that we've been involved in. If that's not, I'm not trying to be rude or anybody that's been involved in anything past that, but we can all agree that there was good reasons to yeah, be there, you know? Sure. So. All right, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. I've got nothing this week, man. Life is good. I'm feeling good. Life is good, but I've got two that I need to... uh, Hit me with it. They're very light, very light uh, complaints, but complaints nonetheless. Moving, number one. Yeah. Moving sucks, dude. Always. And it's like, even when you do it right, it's still just that constant, like, long-term, on your head, at at all times, like, I gotta get this... I get this move and then you got to find all your stuff and you got to get it all out. So I hate it. I just want to throw that out there, but for my sports answer and I say folks, but there are two in particular. I went to, when I was in Chattanooga, I went to two Chattanooga lookouts games and I'm a colorful guy. They're doing the dance cam. I'm dancing. I'm trying to get people prepped up to catch me on the jumbotron because I'm definitely going to be on it. I'm a, I'm a blast. (laughs) I was on it twice. Both the people I had gearing up to catch me on the jumbotron missed me on the jumbotron. So you two, you are who (laughs) are, uh, you're snapping my stick. It's to this day. It's been like two weeks since this has happened and I'm still I'm raw about it, dude. I'm I'm upset. Yeah. I mean, we could have been, that's, that's my livelihood and your livelihood, Bobby. We could have had a famous host on the jumbotron <laughs> and no, they don't care about that. They don't, 
I'm frustrated by it. Yeah, I would be too. Rightfully so. But all right, guys, uh, we will see you next week. Uh, have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod. 